inviting our first speaker uh, for the day. N.C. Narayanan is the founder and chairman of SSA Consulting Group. Uh, N.C. is going to be talking about emerging trends, themes and leadership role and transformation to set the tone for the seminar. Uh, M.C. Narayanan, fondly known as N.C., is the founder and chairman of SSA Group. Uh, as a CEO, coach and mentor for leadership teams across geographies, N.C. has made significant contribution to hundreds of organizations across multiple countries spanning South Asia, Middle East and Africa, where he has earned the reputation of a transformation catalyst. He specializes in envisioning, strategy formulation and change management with an emphasis on leadership and people development. N.C. is also very passionate about developing young leaders by mentoring and coaching them. He has authored a number of books and has been conferred with several awards in recognition of his contribution for the field of quality and business excellence. N.C. is a revered speaker, regularly chairs a number of international conferences on business strategy, lean uh, and operational excellence. He's a gold medalist in mechanical engineering from the prestigious Anna University and he holds a master's in computer design from uh, Indian Institute of Technology, Madras. Assalamu alaikum. Good morning to you. At the outset, it's my great pleasure and privilege. It has always been a pleasurable opportunity meeting all of you in this forum. <clears throat> now, having requested me to set the tone for the conference and being an opening batsman, let me try and do my justice. <clears throat> Since my colleagues are going to take you through many detailed topics, I thought I will just share with you what is the climate on which we are operating right now. Having got the privilege of uh, traveling and uh, meeting many top leaders of the institutions, uh, I could uh, collect some thoughts, which are going to be at most at the 40,000 feet perspective. And as we go along, I think we will... Uh, drop down to more details of uh, how we can take away some strategies for you. So the global economic scenario, I thought uh, post-pandemic uh, may be a good idea to start with. Because always when we take up any strategy planning, it may be a good idea to look at the environment we are operating. In the last millennium or so, I think the major two setbacks which affected almost the 7.8 billion people in this planet, which are pandemic and uh, the war which is currently going on, which has virtually challenged almost all economies in the world. So I was just trying to figure out uh, what is the kind of economic situations prevailing across the various developed countries as well as the developing country is about 150 countries are in the verge of economical collapse. And very strangely that all the developed economies are also facing serious problems. So you notice that there are quite a number of them, the inflation rates are in the double digit. And there are very few economies, fortunately the growing economies in the Middle East as well as in the, some of the Far East countries, they are in the lowest level of single-digit inflation. So this is something very strange which has brought about a lot of introspection among the business leaders that how we are going to look at certain areas of organizational efficiency. 
Another interesting aspect here is the in terms of the growth in the last three decades. China had the highest uh, growth rate of 14 times their economics uh, 30 years ago. Because I thought that I will bring this relevance here with the context of sharing with you some of the broader level of the country's strategies at this point in time which will be relevant when we deep dive into the microeconomics. If you look at down the left extreme of the chart which shows the total wealth creation among the various regions and the, very interestingly that the economy of the world, the GDP is about 51, 51 trillions in the China and then about 56 trillion in the Asia Pacific and so on and so forth. That means there are three large economies in the world which are sharing almost the entire wealth creation. In the middle of the chart you find that the growth rate as I mentioned, particularly in the economy of China, of course I am not bringing the context of China here uh, in the only in the context of economic uh, well-being. And the inflation rates as it is reported on the right extreme, you see that is fairly under control. But if you look at the bottom of the chart here, the largest contribution coming from these economies are coming from the export and a heavy focus on the manufacturing capabilities. So we will pick up some of these points as we go along and then formulate our own strategies. So basically the most of these countries which have brought into a significant amount of economical growth, they focused on infrastructure, diverse income and manufacturing capabilities. In terms of the developing countries, particularly India as of now, is focusing on four aspects which are essentially digital connectivity, logistics, transport and energy. And as far as the diverse income is concerned, a very balanced income coming from manufacturing, <laughs> utilizing the natural resources and strengthening the service sectors as well as exploiting the tourism. In terms of manufacturing capability, focus on technology, capacity utilization as well as cost optimization. <laughs> now the overall trend is uh, progressing in macroeconomics in these directions. So having gone through a very major setback, there are certain major paradigm shifts are happening. Earlier we were focusing on globalization, now it is exactly going into the self-reliance point of view. For example, the pharma sectors in India, which is the third largest contributors to pharma manufacturing, had a heavy hit because of the excessive dependency on sourcing from one country. So Chinese sourcing to local sources is the major shift that is taking place, which has brought an enormous amount of opportunity for developing countries. The earlier focus was profit first, now it is becoming a very balanced approach of customer first as well as the profit first. So that is the paradigm shift that has taken place. Coming to the microeconomic scenario, which is essentially focusing on many of the industries, there are certain boardroom concerns which normally we hear whenever we meet the top leaderships. 
some of them are very strangely the return on investment a typical american company which is shown here is dropping down dramatically from 4% to almost less than 1% is very strange to see that in spite of so many technological developments and advancement in systems and other supports the return on investment on the business is coming down and we had the privilege of carrying out diagnostic study in many businesses we were able to figure out the opportunities that exist how we can reverse this trend so there are four major ceo concerns as of now the business leaders are facing the burgeoning cost very interestingly now there is a focus on many areas which are uncovered in the past recently i was in touch with one of the multinational which wants to look at the senior management productivity there are areas which were not ever thought about how can we improve the productivity of our own senior leaders so demand to supply gap is increasing on particularly developing economies where suddenly there is a huge shift coming up from the particularly from the developed countries for sourcing their requirements from the some of these countries india particularly facing a huge problem on demand to supply and depleting people morale because of the pandemic many companies are trying to restore the confidence of the people that they are in the right business and supply chain challenges are as i mentioned before are increasingly becoming important so among the various studies we have carried out we found that the on the right hand side if you see on the top actual profits are far less than the entitlement profits that's what our study has shown that means industries are entitled for certain percentage of margins but their actual margins are almost 20% less than what their entitlements are a detailed study shows that there are three factors which is shown at the bottom of the visual are contributing basically technology methodology and management efforts very interestingly the research has shown that methodology contributes 80% of the organizational capability that is where lean is coming from when you say methodology is nothing but the way in which the organization is uh, set up their value stream is functioning how their shop floors are laid out how the non value added activities are eliminated and so on and so forth the contribution comes from 80% very strangely technology contribution is about 50% in terms of restoring the profit leakages from the company and in terms of management efforts the contribution is 5% by any superhuman management efforts the contributions are limited because unless otherwise we enroll the people and then create robust systems we will not be able to recover the profit leakages in the company having said that now most of the organizations are not keen on small improvements happening over a period of time they are looking for a very rapid improvement within less than one year how will you able to procure, i mean bring back the profit leakages into your profit and loss accounts that is what the efforts are going on 
So keeping in mind, we thought that out of the quarter century of our association with various industries, we found that there is a cookbook way of looking at your profit leakages and systematically bring back to your profitability improvement. That is where me and Ravinas joined hands and then brought this concept of profit leadership, shifting from the traditional leadership approach to profit leadership approach. Many times people are surprised that profit is quite obvious. That is the very purpose the organization exists and the leadership is always focusing on them. But what we found was there are huge amount of profit leakages are happening in the organization. We carried out this exercise for a couple of companies in Oman and we figured out that there are many profit leakages are not brought under the management accounting system. With the result, they are not being looked into a specific opportunity. There are industries which were recurring losses for over many years. We were able to arrest these profit leakages and become profitable in the same financial year. That is the main reason. And then looking into the value stream, one more important shift that is happening is there are many designs of the machine. I mean, many business designs have evolved over a period of time. For example, the banking system, as you all know, maybe 20 years, 25 years ago, uh, one has to go to the bank for doing any transaction. But combining the technology as well as the methodology, a significant amount of customer service could be improved. Now, what is the important steps industries are taking is, have a revisit on your entire value stream. Look at all the way in which the value flows from the customer requirement to delivery and then re-engineer them, keeping the lead time, which is the last time from the inquiry to delivery. That is where the lean management is coming from. So we found there are five uh, basic uh, profit drivers in most of the industries. One of them is first to market. The ability of the organization to develop new products and new services how in the shortest lead time they will be able to develop first time right and bring into the market is a very critical aspect of profitability. Second is optimum working capital. The moment we say working capital, generally we think it's a manufacturing company related aspect. But there are many service industries. We found there when the concept of inventory is brought about, you can bring in an enormous amount of cost saving because information waiting for somebody to attend becomes an inventory. So the concept of working capital is becoming a very important aspect. Velocity of information flow. Because the major background of lean itself is when you are able to improve the velocity of the value flow across your organization, its ability to increase its income and profitability improves. Of course, if it's a manufacturing company, the velocity of material flow and how efficient their distribution systems are. There are many organizations have looked at their entire logistics with a different perspective. How in the shortest time they're able to reach their customers. That is what is the approach right now. Essentially, people don't mind re-engineering their entire business model which substantially brings in the idea of design thinking. 
The design thinking uh, is nothing but look at the value creation that we are doing to our customer and then see how we will be able to deliver that in a more efficient way. Today, uh, banks or insurance and today if you have any accident in the insurance, they take a photograph and within about half an hour your insurance is settled. So people are looking at how innovatively we can use technology and then methodology together for bringing the lead time shorter. So finally, the essence of this whole transformation boils down to focus on what Edward Deming said. Return on investment is a function of flow. I think uh, most of the speakers are going to bring about different perspectives how we can improve the flow rate of our information across our organization. There are three things what has been focused. One is the speed of response. That's where lean is coming from. And zero defects and how do we employ involvement becomes critical. But these days nothing is sustainable unless otherwise senior leadership to across the operating level, people are involved in the transformation. So in other words, I think the more objective way of looking at at this point in time, although there are so many disruptive kind of forces are acting on organization, as Einstein said, in the middle of difficulty lies the opportunity. So what I see is a tremendous amount of positive energy for people to look at areas which they have never looked at in the past. Thank you very much. That's all I wanted to say. I'm sure that you have a very enjoyable session from wonderful speakers today. Nice meeting you. God bless you.